Good evening, ladies and gents, boys and girls. But you know what? Before we get started, I gotta, I gotta tell you something. Hey, if you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Whew, that's a mouthful, boy. So check this out. Um, to those of you who, uh, who do watch my lives and stuff like that, appreciate it. Uh, to those of you who have actually... Uh, donated money to the podcast appreciate that as well um, please continue to donate money to the podcast because it does go to um, doesn't go to my personal pocket it actually goes to getting better equipment so if you like what if you like what we do here on analytical concepts and uh, Mike on the mic please um, put forth a couple of dollars when I ask you to break the bank that's not what we're about. Put, please just put forth a couple of dollars. It goes a long way. So, um, last night I went live. And uh, one of the things that uh, I discussed the first, the first time I went live was um, Black Wall Street. And I know a lot of people have talked about Black Wall Street. And we've talked about, um, you know... We always talk about the destruction of Black Wall Street. We talk about the li- the lives lost with that came along Black Wall Street and the many other black towns that thrived during uh, the Jim Crow era. And uh, but we never talk about the rebuilding of Black Wall Street. And that rebuilding of Black Wall Street came with a very, very, very steep price. And that steep price is, well. Integration. You got to remember back then, we were looking for equal footing. We wanted to be equal to men, white men. Because you, fi- you, know, you, you figure our, the history of our people in America that we're told of was steeped deep in the tradition of slavery, cotton picking, indentured servitude so on and so forth and many other things that I'm not going to get into but the moment that we were able to uh, be emancipated due to the the Emancipation Proclamation um, you know we had towns and part of Black Wall Street was you know well there's a lake that sits there right now there's a lake that sits there, and it's called Lake Lanier. It's in Georgia. Now, mind you, now mind you, Lake Lanier wasn't there originally. It was a town. This was flooded. The people there were killed. Those that didn't leave ended up drowning. This was part of Black Wall Street, one of the many towns. And when we say Black Wall Street, we always associate it with Tulsa, Oklahoma. But Black Wall Street was... The many towns that sprung up that were run by melanated people. So, long story short, after the towns were flooded, burnt down, bombed, people murdered, shot, those that were left were able to come back, but they had to integrate, which meant, well, the folks who did all the killing were able now to come do business more or less set up their own shops that, were, that weren't thriving. And now they could thrive. So in the 21st century, we're now where we are, because all that took place in the 20th century. 100 years later, we're still looking for a foothold in the world that does not allow us to quite get that foothold. You know, it's almost like <laughs> you know how your skin gets wrinkly in the water and you understand why your skin gets wrinkly in the water well that's so that way you, you can actually grip the bottom of the tub or grip the surface of that lake stream 
ocean, whatever, right? We're not, we haven't quite gotten in yet. Now, I had a conversation with my older brother today, and he mentioned, he said, you know, he said Black Wall Street was great. It had, you know, it had its time. He said, and I see that we have, you know, there's places down in Georgia that, you know, I think it's Atlanta. Because, you know, I, I know he, if I'm correct, he mentioned Atlanta. Um, he meant, you know, he said Black Wall Street's coming back. It's, it's happening slowly. And is but is being done carefully as to where it's catering to us, not catering to anybody else, but us. And he said, you know, but the thing about the integration part is, he said, is that we we begged for we begged to be integrated. We wanted it so bad because we no longer wanted to be segregated. But he said, you know, segregation wasn't as bad as we thought it was. It sounds like a dirty word segregate oh man you know it's kind of like uh going to church and talking about your favorite porn while the pastor's up there talking about jesus you know it's like oil and water this shit don't mix but <coughs> excuse me um segregation and you look back, we were left alone. We really were left alone. You know, we look at it, you know, we saw, you know, the clan was, the clan came about, you know, it was like, okay, scare the coons, scare the niggas, keep them right there, have them spooked. So they did a good enough job to say, you know, to the point we like, fuck it. <laughs> we got this, they got us over here in the, in, in the backwoods. But what we're going to do here is we're going to make the best of this situation. So you put us out there in the backwoods because you had us doing all the dirty work, doing all the farming, the tilling, the plowing, the feeding of the animals, the milking of the cows. You, you name it, we did it. We learned how to live off the land, learn how to fish, do all that stuff. So... When they saw that, damn, wait a minute, hold up. They know how to actually sew their own clothes, make their own clothes. We gave them the rottenest, most dirtiest parts of the animals, and they cleaned it and made it into food. So, damn, hmm. We tried to scare them. That didn't work. Put them in the most nastiest and bleak, with no hope areas that we could think of. And, they th and they're thriving. Hmm. Damn. They got horses, buggies, carriages. Hmm. They're better. And they, in fact, they look better than us. They're well-dressed. I think, think we might need to integrate. I think we might need to infiltrate. Next year, you know... Well, they started doing business with us. Some of them weren't bad people, you know. Some of them really just like, hey, look, they have a better look. They 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 got a better quality of whatever. They have a better product of this. Their tailors are the best. I want to go get a haircut. George has a good barber shop. He knows how to cut hair. Just 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 doesn't know how to cut Negro hair. He can cut. Our kind of people here, you know, that's the kind of shit they would say. Next year, you know, their money is now our money. Now we're expanding our territory. We're not infringing on their shit. They're watching us thrive. Now the jealousy comes in. So now naturally it's, oh, well, they came into our town. And the Negro boy of yours looked at my daughter and he said he was going to do unspeakable things to her. So either you turn them over or we're going to just tear the town up. Well, you know how that shit goes. So next thing you know, hmm, you started seeing towns getting ransacked, bum rushed, children being hung, strung up from trees like strange fruit, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters. 
sons, daughters. You, we can go on down the list being murdered, shot. Look, you know, as they're running to they're running to hide. Being hunted. All because we were perfectly fine with being segregated. Fast forward to, well, the 1950s. So, you know, you know, you started moving up to that civil rights time. You know, and we kept at, you know, we kept wanting just to not to be equal. We, well, yeah, we wanted equal rights. Everything had to be equal. We had to be just as equal. And, you know, and we say it was simpler times. But what they don't tell you is slavery never ended. It was, well, the Negroes have their schools. Now, segregation was still segregation. You know, Next year, you know, it was, you had the Brown Brown versus the Board of Education. We can go into that at a later date and time. But it became a thing of where, okay, now we have to integrate. Schools all across the country was letting little black boys and girls into their schools. One of the last schools, school districts to do it was in Massachusetts. And it was almost like you look back at those videos and you can see where it was just like nobody, you know, we 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 look perfectly fine. It's like, hey, look, we, we're learning. Those that know, know. We were getting an education that was, quote, less than than what the white kids were getting. But at the same time, we were still able to excel and get jobs as engineers etc etc we were it was it was it wasn't to be so much far and few in between but it yet and still but there were still numbers that weren't quite right and what's funny is we talk about segregation i can go back to the uh early 1990s when white children wanted to start heading down to the hbcus and the presidents of those schools were like, no, we don't want you here. We don't want to segregate. We don't want, sh- we don't want to do this shit. You want to know why? Because these are our schools. Just like when we wanted to go to public schools, go to colleges. And we had to deal with lo- uh, groups of white men, women, children calling us niggers and saying we don't want you here now our school's inferior because we have niggers in the school they can't drink from the same water fountain as us oh no our water's contaminated now because it nigger lips were on it you, you see what i'm saying now when the shoe was on the other foot all of a sudden it was like well why is it that we can't go to your schools but we let you in ours it wasn't that we didn't watch it, and we just wanted you to have the, well, have, feel that same shit that our our ancestors felt when all they wanted to do was get an education. When people start to understand exactly where we, where we've come from, and a lot of people do, but it's always well that was that that, that has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with you now because you're still doing the same shit. You might not see it, but you're still doing it. I'll say this much, and I had a conversation today about this. The system has been is integrated. Has been we you know black folks. Well, melanated folks, white folks, whatever, everybody's in there now, right? Cool. But then I stop, I stop and look and see that, damn, teacher-wise, and a lot of brown folks I see educating our, our little brown children. But you know what? Hold on, folks. I got to do it. 
If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So anyway, our children are stupid. You know, some of them are educated enough to understand the difference between being prejudiced and racist. So the first moment that the teacher tells one of our young youth that they can't do something. Oh, see, you're prejudiced. I knew you. Well, you know, you're a racist. That's you're a racist. You're a racist. And I'm and I'm always like. That's not kid. You got to understand, you know, you got to know the difference between the two. So, our kids are grown. Our kids are being educated in a system that is, yep, it's segregated. But they're doing. They're like, well, okay, you got what you wanted, but now we're going to make sure that we dumb them down, and dumb them down so much that you're going to wish segregation. Never came into place. Here's the definition of segregation. Now, so now here's the thing. We've been talking about segregation. So segregation is the act or state of some of setting someone or something apart from others. Now, that's the first definition. The second definition, genetics, the separation of pairs. Oh, now you can see me. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. I've come back. <clears throat> oh, here we go. The juror segregation mandated the separation of races by law and was the form was the form imposed by slave codes before the civil war and by black codes and jim crow laws following the war so the jaw segregation was outlawed by the civil rights act of 1964 the voting rights act of 1965 and the fair housing act of 1968 so you see how far you see you see where it branched off to civil rights act <clears throat> the Voting Rights Act of 65, Civil Rights was 64, Voting Rights Act of 65, and the Housing Act of 68. So then it further goes down into, as we know now, everything as far as education, yada, yada, yada. So when we talk about it now, you look at the segre- I said segregation as far as us having our own towns. Now you think about it. Now there was the legal segregation, which goes back to everything prior to the Civil Rights Act of '64. So it was the Jim Crow laws. The social segregation had our own towns. We were segregated. Then once that once we were able to go into restaurants after. Everything had been destroyed. They're like, well, we can. The Negroes, they need to eat, but you can go into the restaurant, but you have to enter through the kitchen and you have to sit in the back by the kitchen. And also, if you want to drink water, you have to get it from a separate water fountain. Well, you know, and then also, you know, we have this, the great the gated communities, which is what we, we never have, but now they're gated communities. And these gated communities, pretty much, if you go back to the 80s, 90s, is what I remember, you could not, if you were not of a certain color, and you did not have the money to even be around there, you best not get caught around there. Yep. 
you know there was the voluntary voluntary segregation um now here it goes it says our schools still segregated the u.s student population is more diverse but schools are still heavily segregated the u.s student body is more diverse than ever before nevertheless public schools remain highly segregated along racial ethnic and social economic lines so everything i said about this but especially the education it shows and our kids pick up on that which led that's what led me down here to say you know segregation and you know because the kids like i said the kids will say something's racist they'll so they'll call a teacher a racist not understanding that the teacher may have a prejudice So let's take a look at what prejudice means. Hmm. Now, let me get my glasses. Yep, let me get my little cheesy glasses on. Now, it's the preconceived opinion that is not based on reason or actual experience. Prejudice against people uh, from different backgrounds. So that's a preconceived idea. Now, that's a, you know, preconception, prejudice. Yep, we can go on down there. Two, law, harm or injury that results or may result from some action or judgment. Da, 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 da. Yep, yep. Give rise to prejudice and someone may bias the statement might prejudice the jury. You know, that's, yeah, that, that's just an example. So, what is the meaning of prejudice? An unfair feeling of dislike. The Britannica uh, Dictionary Definition of Prejudice. An unfair feeling of dislike for a person or group because of race, sex, religion, etc. And, that, and it gives you an example. So a few commonplace examples of prejudice are those based on someone's race, gender, nationality, social status, sexual orientation, or religious affiliations, and controversies may arise from given topics. Which and it happens. So when people start, you know... Especially within the black communities. There's always a strong prejudice against us. Always has been, always will be. So now, what is the difference between discrimination and prejudice? So prejudice is the unjustified and baseless attitude towards an individual only because of his membership of a social group. His or her. Discrimination refers to unjust or negative treatment of a person or a group from other people because he or she belongs to a particular class, group, or category. So when you take a look at prejudice in everyday life, then are there stereotypes that uh, can help lay the foundation for prejudice? So a preconceived unfair judgment towards a person's group or identity, you know, um, race ethnicity nationality so those are some of the things that we that kids kids automatically assume that if a teacher says no you can't go to the bathroom because such and such is out and the kids think that they, they find it to be funny oh miss you're prejudiced you're a racist and it's like she's not pressed <laughs> you 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 know you try not to laugh at the at the lack of their lack of knowledge and it's also because they're young, too. Ignorance is bliss. But the lack of knowledge comes from the fact that our, our illustrious Department of Justice lays down the law as far as what the teachers can teach the children. The teachers have become more robotic more mechanical in their movements, their thoughts. And what you're seeing is you have kids who are highly intelligent, highly intelligent enough to know that, okay, if I take a few minutes to pick up this book and not Google something, but just read this book, I will find, you know, that, that I'll find information that I need that I can actually hold this conversation with this teacher about the book, but also translate it into real life conversations. And our educational system is trash because they're not allowing the kids to learn the way we once learned. Excuse me. 
and that's where we have the issues that we have within our own communities because instead of pushing to say, okay, I think it's time that we uh, we start building new schools. Yep, the ones that we currently have are in such decay. The new ones that the new ones that we have in place, well, there's a waiting list to get into these schools because they're making them into academies. So now instead of having a thousand to twelve hundred students, you have six hundred, maybe seven hundred students. So now you have to find a place for your child to go that will give them the best education and quite possibly the best shot at coming out into the real world with a set of skills, but most importantly, the ability to read. We have a lot of things that we still need to work on. Now, back to what we were talking about. I'll jump back into the uh, educational part of it soon. Um, now, kids are always saying racism, racism. So, now, prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism by an individual, community, or institution against a person or people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group typically one that is a minority or marginalized one at that. So that's racism. You know, the belief that the different races possess. So as I was saying, our school systems are racist. Bottom line. They're racist. They don't give a shit about the kids. If they did, It'd be a miracle. And the, te- and the thing is, the teachers that we do have that do give a damn, those are the teachers who usually get fired and usually looked upon as they're damn near getting called nigger lovers. N- niggers and nigger and spick lovers, which is a fucked up thing to say. Because you have a lot of kids who come into this country who they're not exposed to certain things in their countries. Not like they are here in America. But when they get here to America, one, they're already being discriminated against because they don't speak English. English is the second language. Shit. In fact, some of these kids come over with more education in the, in the tip of their pinky finger than most of our kids who think they're superior because they're Americans. Which leads me to talk, which leads me into something totally different. About, and I'm not, because I'm not going to stay on this shit too long. Our youth, and I hear it, and I see it. Our young, especially our young men. They're looking for an identity. They're looking for who, who they should be. Instead of looking to who they should become. To make the world a better place and also make be better for themselves. We have too many young ladies worrying about some young boy and his dick. We got too many young men worrying about how fat a girl's ass is. But they can't sit there and sit their ass in class long enough to get the lesson. It always amazed me that you can hear a kid tell you. I don't want to learn this shit. This is some white man's bullshit. Okay. But chasing ass ain't going to make you a man. Walking around talking shit about, well, that nigga cheated on me. So, well, now now that girl knows what I taste like. So we got young kids. Acting like they act like adults, guttural ass adults. And the moment that you try to redirect these young men and young women, you're looked at like, who the F is you to tell me how to be? 
Now, you have some kids who start to say, you know what? Yes. All right. You're right. I, I can't punch him or her in the face. I, I know I don't want to get in trouble or I know I'm 18 and I can go to jail for beating up this little freshman or sophomore or even a junior. The fact that it's not just the, edu- the, the educational aspect, it's the whole system in general. We know it's the systemic racism that we endure on a day-to-day basis has trickled down, not just in ways and actions and actions and ways. It's in the very fabric of who we are right down to our DNA. We, we see little children come into the world. They're born into the world. They're beautiful. They have, that, they have that little baby sent to them. And it's so beautiful, it's heavenly. And you, as you watch this child grow, we as adults, we often forget that our mouths need to be curbed. We talk about, don't call me a nigger. But yet we call, we will utter the word nigger five times, six times or more in front of small children and wonder where they got it from. But it's not the white guy that's saying it. It's the melanated man and the woman who's in the room who are having a conversation. Nigger, please suck my dick, bitch. But yet we scream about. Segregation and integration, shit. I think, I think we need to segregate ourselves and actually start to start to segregate amongst ourselves from those who are educated and those who aren't. We're, we know we're at a point now where we're really, really starting to starting to get to that point where we need to really, really, really either start to change course or just hit the self-destruct button and blow shit up and start from scratch. Because some of us, you know, we, we do talk deeply about segregating, getting back to that point of separating from the rest of the world and going back to having our own. But how many of us are skilled enough to do that? How many enough? How many of us are are qualified or di- or even disciplined enough to learn how to take the word nigger out of our dic- out of our dictionary, uh, our shit out of the vocabulary? How many of us can actually grow up, and are we mature enough? To leave behind our old ways of being niggas, bitches, clowns, having to be the boss in every situation. Can we can we get rid of that shit in order to in order to get ahead and make something happen for ourselves? Too many times we say we we want better, but we don't do better. And this is why the system is still able to have such a stranglehold on us because we don't, we we refuse to change. We don't want to change. We want to be undisciplined, uncouthed. We want the easy way. We want to sit there and praise our favorite rappers for going out and having a, a a 20, 40 or 20 or 40 room mansion. That they're gonna end up be, they're gonna end up having to abandon, having so many clothes that they're gonna have to leave clothes and cars behind. Then they're gonna become part those those same those same houses are gonna become part of somebody's uh, YouTube channel, exploring abandoned places. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? We're not educated enough in a lot of areas about finances. But yet we talk about wanting to recreate Black Wall Street. 
we won't have to worry about some white folks coming through with a with a gang of jealousy and envy and guns and bombs. Because they're going to sit back and watch yourself destruct over this dumbass shit. Because we're going to go out here and build these great communities, these big ass communities. In fact, we're going to push all the white folks out, put them on the outskirts. And you give it. I tell you, if, when the shit happens, it's only going to take 40 years for us to fuck it up. And I, and I guarantee you that I say 40 years. I say 4-0. You know why I say that? I simply say that because why? Because we're going to get money. We're going to have cars. We're going to have clothes. And we're going to be in constant competition with one another. Over who's the baddest nigga. Who got the flyest ride. Who's got all this shit. Who's got the girl with the fattest ass. We're still going to be out there having twerking contests. You're still going to see the same nigga shit. But yet we talk about. We need to separate. We talk about Black Wall Street. What's funny is, I'm so tired of people. Well, Nipsey Hussle was a part of the CIA. That's great. Okay. But what he was trying to tell people is, look. Okay, I got the money. I made some money off of my music. Now I'm taking that money and putting it back into the community. Now I want to make it so that way, shit, you don't need a shit ton of money. But, hey, to the guy who may have only two or three dollars to actually invest. This building here is yours. You guys have invested in that. Can we get to that point where we can look past who's really the big dog in the room because they got the money? Because usually the person who has the money in the room is looking to create a big enough room to where it's not just him or her in the room. It's 10 to 12 other folks in the room who look like him or her and they don't feel like, damn, I'm the only one. I'm an anomaly. You know, kind of like Neo was the anomaly that glitched in the Matrix. Everything is not, everything ain't about being the only nigga in the room. Yeah, I said it. I said it, but you still talk about Black Wall Street. And I see the people who talk about wanting to create a Black Wall Street for our generation are the same motherfuckers who don't even give this podcast a chance because they're, they're hooked and stuck on some dumbass shit about that ain't no real nigga. So I'm not a real nigga because why? I didn't sit there and run around in the streets. Little do you know, you dumb, simple fucks. I grew up just as poor as you did. Difference is, even though the, despite the dysfunctionality of my parents, they made it. They made sure that, hey, you know what? We're not going to starve. Our kids aren't going to starve. We're going to try to give them the best clothes that they can have to go to school. And when they step out this house, they're going to look good and they're going to represent. They're going to represent themselves and they're going to represent us. I'm sorry that you had to do time in jail because your only option was to, well, go out and sell drugs. Oh, I'm sorry that, well, because, uh, shit, my right, my right in passage to manhood wasn't, uh, wasn't filled with streets of, uh, of prison, prison boy toys and, 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 uh, and jailhouse rapes and fucked up shit. Not my, that's not my thing. I didn't choose that path, but yet... You're the ones that want to talk about creating a black Wall Street and who's black enough. So let me get this straight. You niggas are the authority on who's going to be, who's black enough? And what gets me is, is that you'd rather sit here and regale tales of what it was like to be on the street. But not sit there and listen to a new voice and say, hey, you know what? I like what you're saying, but you know what? I have a little more, I have a little more inside 
info info on that. Do you mind if we uh, we get together and talk about it? No. Mic's open, bro. Let's go. We don't do that. But yet you want to have a black Wall Street. So to have a black Wall Street means you have to have black unity. Pardon me. Melanated unity, which means this new black Wall Street that we speak of, my, uh, my Dominican friends and my Puerto Rican friends. Remember, you don't want to be niggas. But stop wearing wave caps and looking to get waves. You don't want to be niggas. But anything that's synonymous with black culture. Take it off. Take it off. No more wearing your your fitted pants. No more wearing of the man heels. The Jordans. No more wearing Tim's. Go put on your chancletas. Go on, go do that shit. In order to have unity, you have to you gotta drop all your stereotypes about what you think about the about the American black male and female. Because what's funny is is that the same kids who sit in those sit in these classes and call a white teacher racist, she may be, shit, never know. But you will discriminate and 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 flex your racist muscle against a brother cuz he finds your homegirl to be attractive cuz he likes her physical cuz she got the fat ass and the thighs and she has ample breasts. That's what he likes. But no, nigga, you can't look at her. But yet, as soon as the teacher tells you, no, such and such is out the bathroom. I can't have two of you out the bathroom. You racist. Miss, you racist. You got to grow the fuck up, man. And we all got to grow up. The stereotypes have to go. We can't fucking thrive until... We begin to say enough is enough. You want to recreate something that was magical, something that was beautiful, something that brought financial wealth and independence. It takes it takes so much more than just the money. It takes unity amongst the community. It takes people to come together and say, I don't like this. Hey, we got to have a powwow about this, man. This, hey, now nah, no peace pipe. I, want, I don't want my vision or my thoughts to be impaired. I want us to sit back and say, hey, let's go do this. Let's sit down at the table and let's talk. But yet we're too afraid to, but we're never afraid to yell out racism. We're not afraid to sit out there and point out some of the obvious things as far as police brutality. But we don't want to point out the other obvious shit because we're too lazy to go up to the school department and say, hey, I don't like this curriculum. I want this instead. I want this in there instead. But we'd rather watch our kids flounder and not flourish because I'm too busy. I ain't got time for you, boy. You up there fucking around with them teachers. That fucky funk, oh, funky fucking fucking white bitch. She calling me on some stupid ass shit. Maybe if you took the time to understand your child's trying to tell you, maybe this school ain't for me, mom. I need to be in the school that I can learn at, at my pace. See? Now I'm going to go back to, yo... That's what it's going to take to build a black Wall Street is to open up your ears and listen to the youth. Because if we want something like our ancestors had back in the 1900s and 1920s. Even the late 1800s into the 1920s. We have to start with the youth. We got to start correcting the way they think. The way they they look at the world. 
where they value themselves, how they value women. See, the black, black Wall Street wasn't just about being powerful and wealthy. It was about treating each other with love and kindness. It was all about being educated and knowing and understanding that in order to thrive, we must love ourselves before we can love anybody else. And accept ourselves for as we are and for who we are before we open up our doors, hearts, minds, and the windows of our homes into our village. To everybody else, we have to do it with ourselves first. Because with wisdom comes knowledge, and with the knowledge comes the understanding. And when you have those things, you can educate. Because you, and once you become an educator, now you can sit there and look at your pupils, and you can look, you can look out across the, just across, the waves that you have, that you have educated, and that, and amongst that wave of people, those waves of people, you can spot a few of your students who you knew. And you know for a fact, pardon me, are have educated or and continue to educate, and those that they've educated are passing it down. The eighties brought us tri- uh, trickle down economics. Well, shit, we need to have trick. We need to have uptick, uptick love, uptick positivity. Uptick knowledge, uptick education, not trickle down shit. But that's all my time, people. I've spoken my piece. Um, but it, hey, if you can find it in your heart, please, you know, donate a couple of dollars to the show. I think five is the minimum that you can donate. But listen, we will gladly take it. And not and we're not here to misappropriate any funds. This is not a church. So there's gonna be no passing of the chalice. There's gonna be no offering plate coming around for like the fifth time. So please help help us out a little bit. And you help us out, we'll help you out by giving you dope ass shows. And in fact, you may even you may even have to take a look at this ugly ass mug. But in closing, I do want to say, um, closing, let's say, well, two years ago, I had a friend of mine, my name is Sandra Marshall, we sit, you know, we sit down, used to have lunch together and bullshit, talk, whatever, right? So one day, she says, yo, Brown. She was like, sometimes, you know, you can see it in you, like you're defeated, like you look defeated. And she said, you know, as your friend, she says, I just want to let you know, you know, it, it's okay to talk about your failures. It's okay to, you know, fail because she said, without the failure, how are you actually going to learn? She said, because if you all, all you do is succeed, you don't learn anything. You don't really win. It, it it looks like you're winning, but you're not. So she said, you know, remember, if you ever feel like you flopped on the on the podcast, she said, or anything you do in life, remember, shit, everybody fails. And, I, and she only said that because I was kind of feeling kind of low because I just felt like I was losing some momentum with the damn with the damn podcast. And I was like, you know, two two years later, it's still kind of like, damn, wow, you know what? She's right. So if you happen to listen to this one. Sam, that that's for you. One of the many conversations we've had when we work together. Good peoples. People sometimes gotta grow up, grow apart, come back, see how see the growth. Y'all appreciate each other. That's how it's supposed to be. Friendships, friendships go through some weird shit. <coughs> Excuse me. But um as I said. 
<clears throat> My time is up. It is late for me. Excuse me, I ain't getting old, but days are getting long, man. But anyway, in closing, we want if we want better, we have to do better. And if we want to sit there and have these grandiose, these big, big flourishing cities and little towns, we have to start educating the youth. And also the youth must understand, and it's, it's the truth. They see you doing something that looks cool to them. Because especially if you start talking that talk about money, and they, these kids think they know about money. But that's good because you draw them in, then you educate them. And once you educate them, they begin to say, hey, damn, I, yo, that's cool. I just learned something new. So, if you want to build it, they will come. But once it's built, The only time the gates are open are from 9 to 5. After that, they'll open when we need to get out and come back in because we want to go party out outside of our town. <laughs> so, have a good night, everybody. And like I said, if you, if you find it within your heart to donate a couple of dollars to this beautiful and fine podcast that cousin Troy and I have here feel free to greatly appreciate it on that note have a good day people uh really enjoy your weekend and um talk to y'all later good night